it is the anum 365 all hits no misses thank you very much for joining me thank you for listening it is the first podcast of the year hopefully it's an indication of good things to come only good vibes this year um yeah i think this year let's 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 think about where else we can take the, the podcast let's think of all the, the different topics that we can touch on and 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 yeah let's do more do more magic and to start off no pressure i've got a dope guest her name is is bobo bobo how are you i'm doing well i'm excited to be here how are you doing today i'm good i'm good i'm good you, you're streaming from um i'm streaming from new york but and i am south african i need yes. everyone to know that yeah we were talking we were, we were talking about it offline now like wait 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 wait, wait. let's let's get yeah. to understand this better on, <laughs> yeah. on the actual podcast okay yeah so where are you from what's because your, your Me, so accent is very, very American. My accent is American. It's it funny because like when I'm in America, Americans think I sound British. The Brits, when I'm in England, the Brits think I sound Canadian. When I'm in <laughs> South Africa, <laughs> South Africans think I sound American. Yeah. So I think I just probably have an unintelligible accent. I don't know. You've I think it's world... just not... The world, yeah. it's a world accent. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a human accent. I suppose. I think it's like <laughs> some sort of amalgamation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I am. I'm from Joburg. I was born in Joburg, but I moved from Joburg when I was five, and then I just lived in a bunch of other countries. And then I came back. I moved to Pretoria when I was thirteen. And then I left Pretoria when I was 16. And I, yeah, now I'm in. Um, Moving around all because of my dad's job. And then I went to high school. Yeah, when I moved, when I was 16, I moved to Switzerland. And then I went to high school there. And after Switzerland, essentially, I guess I was an adult. So I was Mm. like, yeah, let me go to college in LA. And then yeah and then after la i moved to new york so now i'm just now i'm just here for now so so what do you do that's so interesting oh by the way no i didn't answer you my question you're asking me, like, yeah where, where are you I? from so i mean from born and raised in Joburg. um yeah. family is from northwest originally so i'm Tswana. um oh I'm me from, too is it yeah, I'm also I know. Yeah. Shout out to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and then, yeah. Obviously, my name is Mkululeko, which confuses. Yeah. Me. So why do you have a Zulu name? Um. So my dad was a political prisoner. Um. Mm. So Mkululeko means freedom. So then okay. he always said that his first child's name would be Mkululeko because he found it more more poetic. So, yeah. Yeah, that's why, and that's why many people will assume I'm Zulu, and I have to be like, nah, nigga, not exactly, not exactly. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, dope. I think. I mean, that's that's very cool. You sound like a very well-traveled person. Um, what do you do now? What do I do? That's such an interesting question that I actually don't know how to answer that. Um, when you say what do I do, do you mean? how do i spend my days what do i do to survive under capitalism 
Um, um, <laughs> I guess, what do you do to survive? What did you study and what do you do yeah. to survive? Oh, okay. So for context, what I studied has absolutely nothing to do with what I do to survive under capitalism. And that's only because I went to uni for the sole purpose of just getting connections and not necessarily to like build a career because I don't think that's what university is for. So I went to business school. Um, I did my undergrad in business and then I did my master's again in business, but specifically the business of media. I also minored in art and then I almost minored in engineering. Well, I didn't finish my engineering minor because I decided mm. to graduate early. Mm. Yeah, and then um, so right now I am the host of two podcasts. Yes. Now this is like what I do to survive under capitalism. Um, so one is the Bobo and Flex podcast and then the other is Bobo's Void. So Bobo and Flex is sort of like a podcast that I host with Flex, my co-host, who is in Australia. We talk about everything and anything. And then Bobo's Void is my philosophy podcast where I talk about philosophy, which brings me to what I do to survive under capitalism, which is essentially... I have a Patreon, which is essentially just a space for people who enjoy spiraling, people who enjoy philosophy, people, yeah, and people who just want to find community with other like-minded, um, interesting aliens from around the world. That's cool. I think when I was going through yeah. your Instagram profile, I also saw yeah. quite a few vibrators. So is that also yes. part of the, so the means of survival? It is. <laughs> or is it, it is just definitely for re recreational purposes? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's also survival. Yeah, so I used to actually be a full-time fashion influencer, but then um, realized that I actually really hate the fashion industry. So as I transitioned out of it, I decided... I'll still like I'm not gonna turn down money if it's gonna pay the bills um but I think the only form of influencing I believe in is if I'm going to sell a product it's gonna be vibrators because that's mm. genuinely the only thing no not sell if I'm gonna promote a product it's gonna be vibrators because that's genuinely the only thing that I believe to be like actually healthy and aligns with my values and principles interesting interesting yeah that, that that just that just brings up so many questions <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so and 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 I'm, and I'm trying to think of the best way to ask questions without being invasive um, no oh my god ask as many as you want uh, okay um well actually no let me just ask this question so then yeah how did you start getting so interested in sex toys because is it is it strictly vibrators or is it sex toys in general um no i think it's not even so much that i'm interested in them it's that i just think that if i'm gonna promote products on my page it's sort of the only ethical product to promote or one of the very few ethical products to promote is a vibrator or like a sex toy because a sex um self-pleasure sex education is really healthy but also really lacking if more women invested in self-pleasure they would divest from expecting men to pleasure them and the more you divest from 
expecting men to fulfill your sexual needs the more you also divest from expecting men to fulfill all your other needs and the more you realize that actually you're a lot more self-sufficient than you've been socialized and conditioned to believe so i feel like a lot of women can actually find empowerment in self-pleasure and sex toys that extends beyond sex but oftentimes starts with sex Mm, mm. Yeah. But then aren't you then like still kind of like centralizing men in in then your your approach to life in, in that same way because you say I'm freeing myself sexually. Um mm. and maybe and while I'm saying it, maybe it actually sounds like a stupid question. But No, then, not at all. Yeah, but is it not still centralizing men in the way you I mean, why is it so so important to look at sex toys like that? and and are they not like i mean i think the ethic are there not lots of other ethical things i mean what makes your sex toy more ethical than um my cell phone because surely product actual the actual production of the cell phone and the sex toys probably very similar no so to answer the first question is is it centering men i would actually say it's decentering men because i think from birth a lot of women we are conditioned and socialized to believe that sex is something that men partake in sex is something that we give men so for example the idea of losing your virginity you give a man something or a man is taking something from you so sex throughout the centuries because we live in a patriarchal society sex has always been framed as this thing that women are supposed to give men um and that sexual pleasure is something that is brought to you by men if you're lucky um mm. the sad reality is that there is an orgasm gap the vast majority of women <laughs> do not orgasm during sex with men and that conversation has brought to the forefront the importance of actually facilitating your own nut like you don't have to rely on anyone outside of yourself to experience sexual pleasure like you don't actually have to rely on men so in a lot of ways it actually decentralizes men from the idea of like sexual pleasure and in doing that you centralize yourself which sounds really banal but in the long run um a lot of times when you realize that actually not only do you not need men for sexual pleasure you don't need them for romantic pleasure you don't need them for any pleasure actually like mm. pleasure can come all of the good things that you need in life can come from you or like from community or from your no friendships yeah <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> that pun was not intended <laughs> okay that that that's, yeah. that's dope that's dope and so then you've got two podcasts. Um yes. I was actually surprised because I I was actually first introduced to the to the um Bobo and Flex one and then yeah. the 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 Bobo's Void one. Um mm. what 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 are, what are they about? Um like individually. Uh Bobo and Flex is sort of like a lifestyle podcast. It is and by lifestyle I just mean there isn't one specific topic. We really talk about everything from relationships to morality to religion to ethics to just 
yeah, literally anything in any sometimes current events, sometimes politics, sometimes race, sometimes sexuality, like really anything, like nothing is off the table, which is essentially what the podcast is about. I think we have a really great dynamic because we have such different ways of thinking and perceiving the world that we're able to like bring our perspectives to the table and really like critically unpack them. Um, so that's Bobo and Flex. And then Bobo's Void is sort of my little space that I've carved out, which centers philosophy. So I talk a lot, a lot about morality. Um, I think if I were to dedicate my life to answering one question, it would just be like the question of like, what do we owe each other as human beings? So I'm really interested in ethics and morality. Um, yeah, I'm really interested in why humans are the way that we are. So I unpack a lot of why do we do the things that we do. Um, so I've had, I've had episodes about um, free will, whether or not free will exists. I've had episodes about religion. Um, is God benevolent or is God a narcissist? I've had episodes yes. about mental health. Um, so yeah, it's just like a very philosophical podcast, but in a very conversational and accessible way. Mm. One thing that really stood out for me, and, 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 I, don't, and I don't mean this in a, in a condescending way at all, is, is, yeah. is, is how well you spoke. It, 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 it came off very easy on the ear. Like, have you done things like, I mean, public speaking, like, because your, your, your conversational style is, is, really, is really good. Oh, thank you. Um, I haven't actually, but I think I've always been a talkative person and I've always been a very curious person. I think, yeah, even as a child, I was always like, but why are we here? Like, why, why do I need to be alive? Why am I human and not a tree? Why is there something instead of nothing? Like, I've just always been, I was always that kid and I think I just held on to that into my adulthood and my questioning has mm. never ended i guess i'm a professional mm. question asker <laughs> to answer your mm. initial question of what do you do <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is dope and i think that's also what what this podcast tries to do quite a bit i yeah. mean i think we, what, what, what we really try to do is we really try to answer the questions of existentialism why are we mm. here um and then also mental health even though yeah. i refuse to ever call this a mental health podcast but we speak about it quite often because i think oh is it why is that i don't like putting myself in a box yeah <laughs> so, yeah so so yeah so but we, i mean i speak quite a bit i've spoken quite a bit about my own challenges with depression anxiety and i try to understand mm. like beyond like existentialism like what is what what does it then mean for us to 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 exist here um and I think one thing I what is I, your I opinion of that why we're here yeah like why do you think we're here um I think I think that's the question right I think I don't know I don't know why we're here um yeah. but what I but what I do think is that I think we are I think what what we here's a good way of putting it so yeah. 
there's there's a story called the egg i don't know if you've ever ever heard of it i love that story yeah yes. so maybe yeah. explain for the people who have for, for the it. listeners yeah. so yeah. so the egg is is, is, a, is a short story i might have actually spoken about it on one or the other podcasts but it is we'll speak about it briefly yeah that is that we're essentially we're, we're all one type of consciousness experiencing itself from different perspectives and different points in time and this is all like an incubation period and then eventually mm. we, we emerge from the egg as whatever higher being we, we emerge as which i don't know and yeah. I, I found i found that very interesting because once i read the egg it kind of made me understand that like you can't hate anyone like people are bad mm. of course but it, yeah. it, it, it's it's still you from a different perspective. And oh, and mm. the reason I also wanted to talk about that because I was listening to one of your podcasts and it's and you spoke about how you're on life path five. What does yeah? That so I'm a life path mean? five. Yeah. Um, what is that? I actually wait. Let me look it up. Life yeah, path five has its own symbolism. I know, like every life path. And also another thing I've noticed, um, you're a bit of a chakra hand. You're about astrology and, and what the stars are saying. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a, um, I'm not an expert in astrology, but I definitely believe in it. Like I definitely believe that we're all being controlled is the wrong word, but for lack of a better word, no, influenced. We're all influenced by the planets and the cosmos because we are all part of the planets and the cosmos. Um, we're all made up of the same stars as, <laughs> we're all made up of the same stuff as the stars and the galaxies, etc., etc. So it would only make mm. sense that we're influenced by all of these like celestial bodies and all of that. Um, so I'm definitely interested in astrology, but I'm not. I'm not yet an expert. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So life no, I've, path five. I've, I've, I've got a. Oh yes, go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it says here, life path number five is the number of freedom and change, and those of the life path of five tend to seek freedom above all else. They're adventurers, having a restless nature, always on the go, constantly seeking change and variety in life. They have a free spirit and need to have variety in their day. Um, Fives have a hard time settling down. They have a fear of being trapped or smothered in relationships. Five needs to grow and explore their environment within their relationships. Um, Yeah, it's... So what what is then... So how many life paths are there? I think there's 11. And I, so from what I know, and I don't know very much about life path numbers, I think they equate to the number of times that you've existed on this planet. So if you are a life path 11, that means that this is your life, this is your last life on this planet. Um, I might be wrong, but this is my understanding of it. My very limited understanding of it. So yeah. and if and yeah, all life paths correlate to a different purpose so every life path has a purpose while why they're here and an inherent nature to fulfill that purpose mm-hmm. so like life path mm-hmm. fives are 
adventurers and travelers and always seeking change and variety, which is true about my life, not by my own accord, but just circumstantially. Mm. But I do also believe that this is my last life here, so I don't know. Like, I don't think I'm gonna reincarnate after I die. I think this is it for me. Do you have a choice? Um, I don't think either of us. Some so there's some spiritualists and religions who believe that you actually do choose to reincarnate. I personally don't think that either any of us have a choice because I don't think any of us have free will. I think you sort of we're sort of all just like on a roller coaster ride, and we cannot control where the roller coaster goes. But you're just on this ride. And the ride extends beyond life on this planet in this three-dimensional form. So whether or not you reincarnate is entirely dependent on the ride that you're on, as opposed to your own decision <laughs> to where the ride is going. So I personally don't think you can choose to reincarnate, or you can choose what you reincarnate as. But I think because everything is predetermined. There is some reason for why you incarnate as what you do, and whether or not you don't or do reincarnate.、Mm. What do you believe?、Uh, um, I don't. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm going to keep on giving you the same answer, and, and the、yeah. answer is that is, is that I don't know.、Um, mm. Are you an agnostic? Would you say? No, I'm definitely not agnostic. I do believe there is a God.、Um, yeah. I do, at the same time, believe that there's some element of us that's all linked together, and which,、mm. which, which, which is what we inherently yearn for. But I think what really confuses me the most when it comes to all of these questions of Um, spirituality uh, is that I wonder how much of it is is actual spirituality, and how much of it is just、um, biological programming. So, ooh, wait, what's biological programming? So, in the sense that even even a creature with the smallest brain, let's say it's a it's a sheep, for example, even sheep will always、um, seek out. Community, right? I mean, as,、mm. as, as people, we can always try to rationalize and say, "No, but there's safety in community. That's why the sheep do that." But maybe the sheep don't do that because of those reasons. Maybe the sheep do that because they think that there's some sort of、um, warmth, or I don't know. They get so then when I when I think of, I do believe there's a God, but then what what, what,、yeah. what confuses me is that a lot of the time I. I think is this just me looking for for meaning answer、yeah. for meaning, but、yeah. it isn't actually meaning, and maybe that's just the way the chemicals in my brain are set up that they that they create meaning where there isn't meaning.、Mm-hmm. Um, I think on on one of the other podcasts we were speaking about what what's what's our biggest conspiracy theories, right? And one of my biggest、yeah. conspiracy theories is that.、Uh, We're all just、uh, a cell, right?、Mm. So the, the Earth is just part of a, a, a galaxy, and that galaxy is actually just a cell. 
we could all just be the, the cell on the on the, yeah. the nose of a cat. So if right. we're that insignificant, why would it make sense for there to be so much importance in our existence? So I'm, it, I, I, I deal with a lot of nihilism. So I think I'm, I'm generally very nihilistic about my Are approach you? to life. Yes, very, okay. very. So yes, that's, that, that's where, I, where I currently am, but I'm still trying to figure yeah. it out. It's a journey. Well, can I ask, how does your nihilism affect your mental health? Do you think it improves your mental health or do you think it... Uh, it, def- it, it worsens it probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and the problem is that I do a lot of I do I, I did a lot of like research into nihilism, and yeah. I was realizing that a lot of nihilists like drinking a lot, and I was like, I'm "Wow, that sounds <laughs> <Yeah>. like me." <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so um, oh, but I've got a I've got a baby girl. She's a year and a half, and oh, I think, congratulations! Thank you, thank you. So yeah. and I think, but I think that that that's also kind of shifted my thinking. Not 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 in the stereotypical way, but kind of mm. just hope, hoping that I'm wrong in my in my nihilistic approach, and hopefully that there is some sort of afterlife where all the the best people come back together and exist in some sort of utopia or some sort of harmony or some sort of in the same way of the egg where it's just these godlike creatures that just exist outside of outside yeah. of this. So I'm, that's what I hope. But right now it's hey, it's it's a bad look. I, I don't have much hope. <laughs> okay, okay. Can I give you some words of consolation that might help with sure, um the depression that comes with nihilism. So mm. nihilism is actually just the belief that there's no intrinsic meaning in the universe and that because of that it's just pointless to construct your own and then existentialism in contrast is the belief that because there's no intrinsic meaning just create your own but i think what gets a lot of people depressed when they become nihilists is the idea that like because there's no inherent meaning life cannot be enjoyable or meaningful and like nihilism is just the realization that there isn't meaning but it's not a response to the fact that there's no meaning so a lot of people think yes. that nihilism is the depressive response to the fact that there is no meaning but you actually don't need to you don't need to respond to nihilism in any specific way. Once you realize that there's no intrinsic meaning, you can decide, well, because there's no intrinsic meaning, I'm just going to spend the rest of my days looking after puppies and having sex and becoming a hedonist, like whatever it is. Yeah. So actually like it there's a there's most nihilists are depressed. But it's not a. It's it doesn't not take the joy like out of life. Yeah, and it, it yeah. shouldn't have to. It can, yeah. but it shouldn't have to. In, instead, I think a good approach to nihilism is freedom. Like, oh, there's no inherent meaning in this world. And that means I have freedom to. 
even if there's no point in creating it doesn't mean you don't have to like i now have the freedom to find meaning in anything or i now have the freedom to not find meaning in anything but still just be like life essentially what i'm saying is that life life can still be enjoy enjoyable even if it's not meaningful and i think that a lot of people try to find joy in meaning but the two are not synonyms the two aren't synonymous Definitely. so actually Definitely. like it's probably better not to find joy in meaning and it's better to just find joy in living like the day-to-day tasks of being alive mm. so so for you what's the purpose of being alive or life what's the purpose um, of life in i would say for me there actually is no purpose i actually don't believe there is any purpose i'm cheating because i've already heard that your podcast <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also wanted to ask. Wait, I'll answer your question first. Yeah. I actually don't believe that there is any purpose um, to my life specifically. I think there might be. I think essentially, a lot of times us humans think that we're the main characters in this simulation. I believe we're living in a simulation, so. A lot of us humans are deluded into believing that we are the main characters. God made the planet and the stars and the animals all for us. When really I think we're actually side characters. I think the main character in the simulation is the land because everything on this planet exists for the land. Um the water exists for the land. Humans are here to take care of the land. The animals are also here to take care of it. Like and the land is the only thing that is here forever. You come and you go and the land is still here. Humans come and go, the land is still here. Dinosaurs came and went extinct, the land was still here. So I think the land is clearly the main character in the simulation. And as a collective, our collective purpose is just to take care of it. We're doing a terrible job of that, which is why we're going extinct. But that is the that is in my opinion the collective purpose of human beings. My individual purpose is so like I am so insignificant in the grand scheme. Like I'm just one bean out of 8 billion people whose only job is really to contribute to the collective purpose and yeah. really job. outside of that like i'm just i suppose it's either a big job or a little job if you it just depends on your perspective but um i i really believe that like as individuals we're pretty insignificant um and that's really beautiful like we're so trans we're only here for like at most 90 years like if you're lucky you know like we're so transient um you come and you go and you barely leave a mark on the earth And it's kind of be- like that's so stunning that you your life is just like a blip in this huge big story. So I just essentially just think that like if life is a painting, we're just one tiny little brush stroke. Like that's that's it. That was my purpose. <laughs> to just be you know, part not even the well, stroke but part of it. What do you yeah, what do you disagree with? No. <laughs> so, so I mean obviously I can't disagree the way you see it I'm, I'm just saying that I I don't see it that way I think I think mm. I see it more as like a, a a big a big mold right and 
and then everybody like makes an impression on the mold. So it's not it's not as it's not smooth because of all the impressions that have been made on it. And then at the same time, I see for I see every interaction with another human being as so everyone is a mold, and then there's also a greater mold, right? So yeah. I, I see every interaction with a human being as you're, you're adding to that mold, and that 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 impression kind of stays forever for their entire yeah. existence. Which is why, for example, I like talking to dope people on podcasts like yourself, mm, and yeah. which is which is why also that I'm also very very grateful for when people listen to the podcast because what yeah. they've then done is that they've chosen to allow me to create that impression on them that's going to stay forever even if it's a small impression the smallest impression yeah and i think even the smallest impression makes the biggest difference and even if, if we use the metaphor of a of a painting and a paintbrush i think without a particular stroke painting wouldn't look the way it looks every True. Every, yeah. every every stroke has has impact on it um but anyway, on to the segue to my next question. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So you, it seems like it's, do you date? It seems like it would be very interesting dating. I do. I'm actually mm. in a relationship right now. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and, then, and, then, and then how is that? How, is, how, how does that, like, like, how does that fit into your philosophical view on human existence? Um, I love romance. But I also think that it is planned obsolescence. Like I think romantic love, unfortunately, is doomed to fail. And I say that as someone who loves, ro- like I love romance. I love, I love love. Like I love all of it. Me too. Me too. You know. Um, but I'm also realistic in the fact that romantic love is actually just a neurochemical scam. When you fall in love with someone, that's actually just your brain tricking you into believing that you've fallen in love when in reality, you've just met someone who would be a really good genetic candidate. So you're not actually in love with that person. You're in love with the idea of the life that you would build with that person onwards. So that romance being a neurochemical scam inherently makes it very transient. Is that depressing? It is depressing. But that's also what I was Why saying earlier. Why do people earlier. find that depressing? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying. It's, is it, or is, is, it, is, this a real, is this a real thing? Or is it just biological programming? That because... Oh, okay. Person, yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's depressing because... Um, I think one would like to believe that... And I, and I, by the way, I agree with everything you said, but I, but yeah, it's, it's just, I think it's a bit depressing in the sense that one would like to believe that the, the, the romantic relationships you get into, there is a deeper feeling or not even meaning, but a deeper feeling than just a, a coincidental chemical program, you know? Mm. I think I'm not someone that needs meaning in life in order to feel fulfilled. Mostly I just need fun. I just need to be having a good time and I need to be like, I just need change, freedom and fun. Like I actually, so I think probably the reason why I don't find nihilism 
or like absurdism or existentialism depressing is because I just never needed meaning to begin with and I think mm. I was sort of born with that like inherent knowledge that oh, oh like there is no meaning and oh I also don't need it like so um as much as like I can see why someone would find that theory depressing I think it also affords you a lot of freedom I think for me what I've done is I think society conditions women to really like center romantic love and in doing that we really rob ourselves of like leading fulfilling lives because romance isn't worth centering I think friendship is worth centering like community is worth centering because those things are actually long lasting like they actually <laughs> They're well, not like just neurochemical scans. <laughs> like it, it's like, like there's an actual like metaphysical bond happening there. So I think even what, for me, but, like even in my wait, romantic wait, wait, wait. life, I prefer to prioritize yeah. the friendship that is the foundation of that romance as opposed to the romance that's that is ask. the foundation. That's what I was gonna ask. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So then, do you believe in soulmates? Um, do I believe in soulmates? I actually don't know if I believe in soulmates. In but both I a romantic think... and platonic context, so th- so it could be. Yeah, like, no, I think. Or... Yeah, I think so. I think soulmates can also be platonic. I think a soulmate is just someone who's here to teach you things, right? Like, I, I, that's I, I the like, idea of a soulmate. My understanding is yes, someone that's here to teach you things, but also someone that is a partner on the journey of existing yeah yeah um i think okay here's what i believe in and here's what i don't believe in i believe that there are people that you'll meet in your life who are here to teach you things and i believe that you can find someone that is a life partner like i believe in that do i believe that is prescribed from birth like do i believe in destined soulmates do i believe that any one of us is destined or fated to be with any one particular person or destined you know to meet or cross paths with any one particular person no um but i do believe that like we do most of us find those people in our lives yeah i mean i was I was telling my my psychologist about this um, yeah. not too long ago. Uh, was before I started dating the, the girl I'm dating now, which is mm. really ironic because I was telling my psychologist this, and then two weeks later I was in a relationship. But anyway, <laughs> the point the point is that um, I think that I agree with you. I don't think that there's any destined person that from the day you're born that is the person that you're supposed to quote-unquote be with but what i do believe is that i believe that as you as the individual person that you are there are probably at any given time um 100 people that would be the best romantic partner for you and these 100 people are scattered across the globe so they could be wherever so i think at any given time there are the i think there are soulmates so not in the predetermined I just think there's, and I, I don't even think it's more soulmates. I just think certain personalities and certain worldviews just work better together. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. Yeah. Um. So, 
two two final things before we start before we start wrapping up this yeah um so i was there was a, there was another i'm going to keep on saying your your instagram because i i literally had to stalk you before this before this, <laughs> before this recording um there was one there was one post where you were speaking up well it wasn't even you you, you were you were reading a quote I think it, it was from Bell Hooks or someone along those lines speaking mm. on, on I love. I love Bell Hooks. Mm. No, 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 Bell Hooks is amazing. I'm speaking on, on love and, and, and the expression of it. Do you remember the one I'm speaking about? Where um, men, men don't, sometimes men will be afraid to ex- express love. And maybe this comes from an idea of me all think that love is is, is different I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll i'll definitely insert that little snippet into the podcast all about love by bell hooks chapter one clarity give love to words as a society we are embarrassed by love we treat it as if it were an obscenity we reluctantly admit to it even saying the word makes us stumble and blush Love is the most important thing in our lives, a passion for which we would fight or die, and yet we're reluctant to linger over its names. Without a supple vocabulary, we can't even talk or think about it directly. Diane Ackerman The men in my life have always been the folks who are wary of using the word love lightly. They are wary because they believe women make too much of love. And they know that what we think love means is not always what they believe it means. Our confusion about what we mean when we use the word love is the source of our difficulty in loving. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you think about that? What do you think about love and, and, and expressing it to, to people? So, basically, I have a book club. And right now, we're reading all about love. So, I for people who don't have the book, the physical book... I just like read from the book. Are you talking about Bell Hooks's definition of love? Um, what what is Bell Hooks' definition of love? Um, Bell Hooks's definition of love is that love is a first and foremost it is an action as opposed to a feeling, and we often conflate the feeling of love, which she calls cathexis, with the act of being loving. And what she says being loving is, is to nurture yourself or someone else's spiritual growth. And by spiritual, she's referring to the, that animating force in, in everyone's life that we all have that sort of guides us. So, you um, tell your friends that just, you love them. Um, I'm... I'm one of those toxic people that doesn't... (laughs) Yeah, I'm very toxic. (laughs) I'm one of those toxic people that doesn't throw the word love around easily. And I should. Like, I think we look down on people who do that. But it's really just out of fear of rejection that I don't do that. So I tell... Like, I tell my boyfriend that I love him all the time. But other than that, I'm, like, terrified to tell people I love them. So despite the fact that I do love a lot of people, I don't vocally tell them, but I do things for them that convey that I love them. So that's your love language. Yeah, yeah. I'd say my love language is definitely like acts of service, um, words of affirmation, 
that good stuff yeah all, all that fun stuff okay mm-hmm. um to wrap up um yeah so 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 what's it like living in a third world country that just i'm had, screaming that just, uh, had an, an attempted coup <laughs> yeah your president no. doesn't want to leave power listen listen <laughs> you know what like the writing has been on the wall i think i'm personally enjoying it i actually made a post about a year ago where i was like here are my 2020 predictions mm. and one of them was that there's going to be a civil war in America when Trump refuses to step down from the presidency. Um, and then, yeah, there were just... I had about a list of 10 things that I predicted for 2020 and beyond. And one of them was that... So for me, the writing has been on the wall and I'm just enjoying it. Like, I, <laughs> I'm just sitting back and enjoying the fall of the American empire. Like, it's so... It's so delicious to see <laughs> <laughs> because you know what it is it's that I think a lot of people believe that you need good to outdo bad like you like the battle of good and evil is like this ongoing thing but I actually don't think that you need to fight with evil because evil always self-destructs like I've just been watching america just watching the western world self-destruct is so delicious because they always like people always think that power is permanent when power is actually a ticking time bomb like white people in south africa would beg to differ oh their time is cut their time is coming okay that's see we don't even really need to like go out and fight them and kick them out the country and kill the whites like we don't even need to do they will destroy themselves that's what whiteness does whiteness is inherently self-destructive because power is inherently self-destructive and when i I use the word evil eh? really why do you disagree well obviously i'm 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 not advocating for kicking white people out of the country i'm not i'm not advocating for (laughs) killing white people disclaimer yeah. full disclosure um, but <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i think it's 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 it's, it's not a, it's not a fall or shift that will happen on its own because people enjoy a level of um familiarity and i think we've become yeah. too familiar with the with the current status quo so it won't mm. change without a without a big push I think I think white white supremacy is not something that will fall. I think empires will fall um, by themselves, whether it's American one and then get replaced by the Chinese one. But I think systems mm. like patriarchy, which is power, systems like white supremacy will never, so interesting. will never fall on their own. I don't think it's possible. That's so. I actually one, but they're falling as we like before our very eyes. It's a the very empires, slow process. The empires are falling, but the actual. System I think even supremacy. the foundations of it all, because the empires exist on the foundations which are crumbling. Even like the patriarchy itself is crumbling. So, like in South Africa, we have a femicide right now. And that is a direct result of toxic masculinity, of white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, of, yeah, of like the un... 
I think the femicide is a result of unhealed wounds that black South African men have inherited from apartheid and have it's just complex. not confronted. Yeah, it's, it's very complex. complex. It's like you were oppressed and emasculated for centuries and now you punch down. Like that's what yeah. power does and that's what fragility does. Yeah. And in that punching down, you actually just end up self-destructing because men need women more than women need men. Or we're all interdependent, sure. but patriarchy likes to convince itself that it can stand on its own two legs. And on its on its attempt, in its attempt to stand on its own two legs, it actually shackles its own two legs and it ends up crumbling under its own feet. And the same thing is happening with white supremacy, with capitalism. I think one thing that Corona did that was really helpful was expose how fragile and how weak the foundation of capitalism is. If you stop capitalism for one week, it completely destroys itself. It yeah. cannot go a week without being paused, you know, without this constant. And that in and of itself is a depiction of how weak it is and how unsustainable it is. And it it's corona is part 1. Like we're going to have so many more pandemics that are so much worse than corona and they will completely destroy the fabric of society as we know it and possibly humanity if we don't learn our lessons. But I definitely think that evil and when I say evil I mean power and the idea of dominion over anything is inherently self-destructive like you don't even need to fight it because it kills itself mm. Mm. that's that's a beautiful note to end this podcast on. um thank you very much for being on the podcast no um, thank you this was so lovely <laughs> where can people find you um you can find me on instagram at bobo.machila m a t j i l a you can find me on twitter at bobo majila you can find me on youtube at bobo majila you can find me i'm noticing on all the platforms <laughs> yeah <laughs> my patreon is called bobo's void so you can find me everywhere awesome awesome um thank, thank you very you much for having me no no yeah. this is dope this is fun uh hopefully we'll do it again uh one of these days uh, how often yeah. do you come to South Africa? Um, I used to come once a year, but hopefully, if it wasn't for the pandemic, I'd actually be there now. Um, so I'm maybe gonna try and come for my birthday in June, and if not, then I'll come in maybe in the spring, maybe in. Wait, sorry, December. are you a Gemini? Yeah, I am a Gemini. Oh, how shit. did you know? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm completely against astrology, right? I just, I yeah, just, I I'm think dead. It's, I think it's mumbo jumbo. Oh then, my god! But then you you were describing yourself, and I'm like, that sounds like me, and I'm a Gemini. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, astrology made some points. It made it made it made one or two points. Made one or two points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Of course. Dope. Okay. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. Really appreciate it. No, thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. It is the Anum 365. All hits, no misses. Thank you very much for tuning in. Another gem. Peace. <laughs>